Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, where we help women who have lost children to build a life of purpose and joy. Our aim is to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence. I'm your host, Julie Clough, Life Coach and Certified Grief Recovery Specialist. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to Episode 29, Personal Development After Loss. It's kind of a tough one, isn't it? Because when you think about after a loss, we're not really focused on personal development, are we? That's, that's something that comes down the line. And, and I guess that's my reason for this particular podcast is I just, I just want to again say it's something that is available to us when we're ready. Not something necessarily that we're going to do right away, but something that we can definitely look, look to the future, look to the future and, and possibly see there. In fact, this week on the Facebook group, Build a Life After Loss, I posted a quote from an article that I read that just, I mean, it was, it was just a line out of kind of the end of this article and it, it really hit me and I, I, so I wanted to share it. And the quote is, if I could, I would give every griever permission to be however they need to be for as long as they need to. And part of what I wrote on this particular post on Facebook was that these words really spoke to me and, and we've probably, and in the article, she talks about experiences where she had, and, and this is Jess McCormick. She wrote this article for Still Standing Magazine. And she talks about friends and how they responded to her and some kind of really hurtful things that happened that still astonish me that people sometimes will respond that way. But she had gone to a dinner party and she was feeling pretty uncomfortable being there because of her, because of where she was at, where her state of mind was at that time. But, but she went and even though she was uncomfortable and she was just pretty anxious to leave, she went to the the party and then later somebody sent her a note and just basically said, you know, why did you show up and what were you thinking? And why did you put such a damper on our party? And I just, when I hear that, I'm just like, I'm just astounded that anybody would do something like that. And I know that nobody in this audience would do that. <laughs> I, I know that, that you would be more compassionate and more forgiving and more giving, more giving of, of yourself and your circumstances and, and everything. But, you know, as I said on, on Facebook, sometimes I worry that you might view me as that friend, as that friend that's saying, okay, time to move on. In fact, I watched, um, a YouTube video today that I'm, I'm going to share on the Facebook page. And this particular speaker talked about this idea of moving on and she kind of reframed it into moving forward. And I loved her explanation. Not only did I love her explanation, but she was funny too. And I'm always drawn to funny. I don't know why I'm not, I'm the only one in my family that's not funny, (laughs) but my whole family has this great sense of humor and, and this great comedy way about them that I wish that I had, but 
that's a, another story for another day. But she just talks about this idea of, you know, we don't move on. Moving on maybe implies that we're just leaving behind the past, but we move forward. We move forward remembering the past, honoring the past, loving, still loving the people that we've lost dearly, and being able to still bring that with us. And I just, I thought it was a beautiful message, but but this was my, always my concern because I do talk a lot about self-development. And, and one of the reasons I talk a lot about self-development is because, you know, after my experience and I, I saw this therapist for a couple of years and then one day, you know, I had gotten a lot better. I, w- I was not dealing with PTSD anymore. I was able to drive. I was able to drive long distances. I just, I wasn't, I just wasn't dealing with these, these hard things anymore. So she, you know, she proclaimed me done, which was awesome, which I was, you know, done for that, that point in my life and for that experience. But I just didn't know where to go from there. And I know you've heard me talk about this before, but I was just like, I'm done. What does that mean? And I spent the next year or two looking for another diagnosis that would give me an excuse to go back and see the therapist which looking back, it's just kind of crazy, but, but that's just where my head was. I was like, I, I didn't know where else to go to for support and for help. And so when I started as a life coach, that was my, that was really my wish. That was my wish is to help people to get from, you know, I'm doing better, but I don't know what's next. I don't know what my purpose is anymore. I, I don't know how to experience joy. I, I, I don't know what my life is supposed to look like now. What does it look, what is it supposed to look like? What am I supposed to do next? And so that was, that's really was my dream. And it still is my dream is to help people to get from, from there to where they want to be. And, but I also, since I did the, the life coach certification, I also really, really felt that it was super important that we address the grief that we not only just kind of take us from here to there, but we also just take a minute to honor our past, honor our experience, and make sure that we've done the work to identify those things that we wish were, were, that we had said, said or done better or, or more, more often or differently. And those things that, you know, those hopes, those expectations, those unmet dreams for the future that were ended when our child died or when we went through a divorce or when we experienced a loss, we have unmet expectations. We have unmet hopes. And, and I, I just really felt like it was important that we address those things first. And then once we have kind of addressed those things and we've, and we've been given the space and the, acknowledgement for those losses. And we've been able to communicate, communicate those things that we wish were more better or different to someone who's listening to someone who's respectful, who's for someone, someone who's, who's just there for us. I think that's the first piece. And honestly, I think it's something that everybody needs. So often when people hear my story, they, they say, Oh, well, I haven't had 
a loss like that. You know, I'll give you an example. Today, I was in a assisted living home and I was doing a, a brief presentation on grief and grief recovery and what that means and what that looks like. And I, I told, told my story, which, which I often do because it gives context for what I'm doing. And I told my story. And then this, this woman that was, was in the group, she's, she kept reminding me how young she was. She was, she was amazing. I really enjoyed meeting her. She told a little bit about her story and some of the losses that she's experienced. And yet she discounted them when she told me. She said, Oh, I haven't had any type of loss like that. But then as I heard her story, I was like, you certainly have. You've had tremendous losses. It's not about comparison. It's not about comparison. It's not about saying that this person's experience was more difficult than somebody else's. We all experience, we all experience our loss. We all experience our grief at a hundred percent, regardless of what that loss is. So it's super important that we don't compare our losses, that we don't compare what I've gone through or what somebody else has gone through or what your best friend has gone through or what it, that is not a valid comparison. It's, it's something we do just kind of naturally in our, in our days and our lives is we, we compare and then we might discount what our experience has been. And that is not helpful. It's not helpful. We, we, we all experience loss. We all experience those regrets of things that we wish were different. Those unmet hopes that we had for the future that are no longer there. We all experience that. And, and we all need to honor our own journey. We all need to honor our own experience and we all need to honor our own loss. In my efforts to support the griever and also support those that are, that are ready to move forward, that are ready to take the next step in their own self-development. I fear sometimes that the message gets jumbled and that, that I'm saying to the person who is in the rawest, most difficult part of grief, that it's time for them to move forward. And that's not what I'm saying at all. And I, I do think I think once we get past that point where we are, you know, those, those early days when we're, we're dealing with confusion, we're dealing with, um, just, just confusion. I don't know a better way of saying that, but we're just dealing with so much going on in our brain, trying to make sense, trying to make sense of the new reality, trying to make sense of what's happening in our life now, trying to make sense of how we're going to, to do our day to day. Like, how do we get up tomorrow morning? How do we get up tomorrow morning and, and do a day? The whole world, the whole rest of the world looks like they're moving forward and life is just going on and we're stuck in bed trying to figure out how we get both of our feet on the floor and we walk forward. And it's okay because I think what surprised me and maybe maybe surprised you depending on where you are is that those really difficult days that when we come when we get to the other side where our brain is is functioning better our thoughts are more coherent and we are able to focus and concentrate a little more i think what what we'll find and what i found was that 
those days of trying to make sense of it all, those days of confusion, those days of just horrific heartache, were not lost. We gained something from all of it. We gained something from all of our experience. And, and that may be hard to comprehend or hard to make sense of and to think in terms of any of this being for, for our growth or benefit. And that's okay. We don't, we don't have to, that doesn't have to make sense right now. Totally doesn't have to make sense. But I did an interview with Todd Sylvester today for the belief cast. It's a great podcast. He, he interviews a lot of different people and with a lot of different experiences. His particular experience was with drug addiction. He's been clean almost 30 years. I think he said he was coming up on the 30th anniversary in a, in a month or two and remarkable man, remarkable story. And he, he often says life happens for us. And I think it's a beautiful thought, but in this process of understanding, in this process of going through the grief of, of making sense of things, of, of trying to figure out how to just even get through a day or a moment or an hour, we grow, we grow and it's, it's imperceptible in that moment and imperceptible for a while. But it does, it does create growth as we come on the other side and we're able to look back. We can see, we can see some of that growth, some of that that happened. I just want you all to recognize that everyone is in a different place. And some of you are in the just absolute throes of the horrific hard stuff. And some of you are starting to emerge and are looking for something more. And others are starting to experience that, again, the joy in life. And so I kind of speak to that whole group. And so as you hear things, let it be something that you can, if it sounds like something that's like impossible to imagine, maybe even just let it be a seed of hope for the future. Just just know that, that I am... I never, I ever want to give you the impression that I'm saying snap out of it. You know, let me tell you a story about a, a woman that I met a few years ago. When we had first moved to Kentucky, it was four years after the kids died and we moved to Louisville, Kentucky. And this was a really difficult time for me because when I, when I was still living in Texas, I was doing a lot better. This was, about a year after I had stopped seeing the therapist and, you know, she proclaimed me done. And I, I really did feel like I had some control over myself and my life again. I, I felt like I was coming back. I felt like a human being again. I felt a little more like myself. And then we had this move. We had this move from Houston, Texas to Louisville, Kentucky. And it was super hard for me. I felt like I was losing my kids all over again because I was leaving a place where they had grown up. When we moved to Houston from Dallas, they were both born in um, outside of Dallas, Texas. Carrie and David were, um, my other kids were all born in Florida. So we'd moved a, a quite a bit since um, my husband Ron and I had gotten married. But we moved from Houston, where they had grown up, they were three and five when we moved from Dallas to Houston. So 
this they were still pretty young and they'd grown from there for five years. So they were three and five when we moved there. And when they passed away a little over five years later, they were eight and 10. And so this was really, this was really the years where they made friendships and they had experiences outside the home. And so they had a lot of friends. They had a lot of interaction with other people. And, and so when I moved away from that, I just felt like I left behind all those people that knew them, all those people that could share stories with us, all those people that could appreciate when I talked about the sweet girl that Carrie was, all those people that could appreciate when I talked about the crazy rambunctious boy that David was, all those people that could laugh with me about the antics (laughs) that David got into and could cry with me over their, over their death and their leaving us at that time. And, and not only that, of course, their graves were there in Houston as well. So it was super difficult. It was a really difficult time for me to leave that area and to move to Louisville, Kentucky. Right after we moved or not long after we moved there, my husband got connected with a personal trainer. And she was her, she was a personal trainer. She was an athlete. She was a volleyball player and she coached volleyball and did personal training. And she offered classes at her home that were actually not very close to where we lived. It was quite a ways away. And I, I'm still amazed that we would take that truck out there to her house because it was forever away. But we started going to her classes and started going to her training classes. She was one of these people that just didn't seem to ever have a bump in her road. She'd actually experienced a lot of loss, but she just got up the next day and went about her life and just acted like nothing had happened. And that just wasn't who I was. And I'm not saying that what she did was wrong and what I did was, or what I did was right and what she did was right. And what, you know, I'm not saying that either one of us was right or wrong. It's just different, just different. And I felt this kind of the depression come back, not nearly to the severity that I experienced it before, but I did feel this depression come back in, into my life um, on a daily basis. And I, And it took me a while to work through it when I would go to her house for, and and she would kind of mention, you know, this happened and this happened. And, you know, I just got back up and I went back to training people and so on. I I felt a little bit of judgment. Okay. I felt a lot of judgment. (laughs) Let's, Let's be totally real here. I felt a lot of judgment. I don't know that she was judging me as much as I was judging myself harshly. Like, why can't I be that, that way? Why can't I figure this out? I've been through this before. Why can't I just get over it? Why can't I just figure it out? And I really felt like there was something wrong with me. And of course that wasn't helpful at all. And over a few months, I was able to work through it and I was able to kind of reestablish myself. And, and I came to really love where we were. I came to really love this this place where we were. And I was super sad when we ended up moving two years later. It just felt like the minute I had it figured out, we moved away again, which was 
which was really super sad. <laughs> it really was. I still miss it. I still, I still miss that area. I still miss the house we lived in. I still miss those wonderful friends that I made. I still miss it, which is so funny to me now, or, you know, it was even funny to me then. It's like, it was such a hard move and it was so difficult. And then I just came to love it. And the other huge benefit of being there, the, he, the hugest benefit of being there was I was so much closer to my mom and my sister who lived in Nashville. And so it was only about a three hour drive, three and a half hour drive to get from where I lived in Louisville, Kentucky to where they lived in Nashville, outside of Nashville. That was the best part was being so close to them and having that time with them. I, we loved it. We burned up the road. We just drove back and forth all the time. I just want you to hear how I, how I had, I condemned myself so much for, I I looked at how other people were dealing with their grief from the outside. So I'm looking from the, from what I'm experiencing inside. I'm looking at other people's outside experience, and then I'm judging myself harshly for it. It makes no sense, but it's what we do. It's what we do. It's, it's, it's like our thermometer. We're trying to figure out where we fit. I really feel like that if we could lose some of the judgment and be where we are, that we would have just so much better of an experience. I have a lot more to say about this, about personal development after loss. So I'll pick this back up again next week and we'll talk a little more about, you know, if you're ready to start taking some steps, I have some ideas of some things that you can do now, some baby steps to take and, and then even some steps you can take if you're ready to take a larger step. But know that I am here for you. I hope that you will come to our Facebook page. I hope you will join us there and share with us your experience or just be there and, and watch and listen. And, and hopefully that will be a place where you won't feel quite so alone because that is part of what we deal with when we're grieving is feeling alone. We feel like our circumstances are, are different. Our circumstances are, are, misunderstood and that nobody else can understand what we're going through. And so I hope you'll join us there and, and hopefully you'll feel some support there. If you haven't already given us a review on iTunes, I would love it if you would do that. If you'd go on iTunes and give us a review that really helps us to reach more people. And so I'd appreciate that so much. Also, if you are interested in support in your own journey, that's what I do. I'm here for you. So just reach out, email me at julie at buildalifeafterloss.com. The email is julie at buildalifeafterloss.com. Email me there and I'm happy to set up a time to talk to you at no cost. It's a totally free experience for you. So just give me a quick message and we'll connect for sure. Remember, I, I love you. I believe in you. There's a wonderful life ahead for you. Have a great week.